welcome back to the Women of Web3 podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ingram. I'm also the founder of Women of Web3. We're a community that's connecting women in the next iteration of the internet. We've got in-person events, Twitter spaces, this podcast, and we have a talent collective so you can get approached by Web3 employers about potential roles. Or if you're a Web3 company that's hiring, you can find some amazing female talent. So today I've got the incredibly stylish Ashimi Sangvi. We're often speaking at the same events and she always just looks amazing. She's been running her own creative production company, Mad Global, for the last decade or so, where their clients include big names like Tory Burch, Cartier, Boss, Vice Media. Basically, she's got this amazing network of contacts across advertising, fashion, photography, film, VR and more. So I'm really excited to hear more about what she's been working on. So without further ado, here's Ashimi. So welcome to the show, Ashimi. Could you start off by saying a bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I have been a longtime fan of what you're doing at Women of Web3 and of course of your podcast. So I'm truly honored to be here. I'm Ashimi Sangvi. I'm the founder and CEO of Mad Global. Um, It's a creative production agency that I started in 2009. Um, I come from a background in media, publishing, advertising and fashion e-com. And I've worked across a few different companies like Condé Nast International, British Fashion Council, as well as Net-A-Porter. Amazing. Yeah, you've had some really cool experience. Obviously, we know each other as well because we end up speaking at the same events, but we're also part of something called London Women Leading Web3. So it's been great getting to know you and the other women in that network. We always start off things with a little jargon buster. So I'm going to get you to describe what are digital twins for beginners? Um, I would say digital twins are a virtual representation of something that is in a physical form, uh, something that, in my opinion, is the photorealistic digital asset of something that has a physical counterpart. And that could be obviously a product or it could be a person. Yeah, it feels like it's got lots of different use cases, whether it's a kind of modeling how people might use a product in future or even just kind of having fun with it. I know you haven't always been in Web3, so you've listed these amazing companies that you've been working with. So did you have a light bulb moment or how did you end up here? Yeah, so the short answer to that is no, it was not a light bulb moment. Uh, it was something that I, since I started MAD in 2009, it's been a very organic journey, I would say. You know, when I first started, of course, it was really leaning into the relationships that I had built over my time at the various companies that I had worked for um, and really working very closely with creative directors as well as photographers um, to do uh, production services. So I started off really doing print, um, print and photo shoot production. That sort of led itself into... Uh, film production, as well as, you know, digital content. And I remember back then, you know, dialing back 15 years, having conversations with where social media and the digital worlds were going to sort of take us as a result of how, you know, print was kind of going more into this digital space. Um, And it feels oddly like deja vu in a sense, because I'm having similar conversations about how, you know, the blockchain and immersive technologies are now just a new medium. There was not really a light bulb moment per se, but I would definitely say that we started leaning more towards working with immersive technologies back in 2019. Uh, This came as a result of the clients that we were working with also exploring different ways of um, engaging their audiences. So immersive technologies, especially augmented reality, became a very important part of 
the way in which we were delivering content at the time. We also have, of course, worked across a variety of projects using hologram technology. And that's sort of having a resurgence uh, now as well, you know, because, of course, we use words like the metaverse, um, but the metaverse is not one virtual place. It is really a culmination of lots of different technologies that sort of fall under the umbrella of what the metaverse really means. And, you know, as a production company and as an innovation-focused creative production company, we have always been at the forefront of working with a lot of these technologies. So it's been a very organic process um, across, of course, what we've done at MAD. But then I think in addition to that, my personal journey in the NFT space, you know, uh, well, I guess dialing back, it first started, of course, in cryptocurrency. I was introduced to cryptocurrency. And I think like many others, I sort of fell into this rabbit hole of reading a white paper and then lots more white papers and then sort of, you know, dabbling a little bit in investing and going through the mechanics of, you know, teaching myself really how to get a wallet and, you know, how do you actually buy a little bit of the currency? And then that in itself just led me into uh, discovering NFTs and then, you know, buying into some of the early PFP projects. And I think that the value that I got out of the connections I made along the way really propelled me so much further, so much faster into this world than I ever would have ever thought possible. So I guess where I am today is a culmination of many, many years of experience in what we've done at MAD, but also my own personal experience. And I, of course, have to sort of also say that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the wonderful people, especially a lot of women like yourself that I've met along the way, who have given me a voice and a platform to share my experience, but also connect me with a lot of other people. And I think that collaboration has been just really, really amazing. Yeah, I found the same for sure, that it's a very welcoming space and people are very ready to help connect you with other relevant people. It's been brilliant for that. I think there's so much potential in the technology and what's going on in it that, that there isn't a sort of competitiveness necessarily. In your experience so far, there's sort of agencies and creative types, you know, like creative directors, etc. Are they on board with the kind of potential of this technology? Do they feel excited by it? Like what kind of reaction are you seeing? I think everyone is hugely excited, curious. I think it's a mixed bag, you know, and I think that mixed bag of emotions of what we tend to sort of get back in return from the conversations that we have is often always also linked to market sentiment or, you know, what's happening with, um, you know, like currently we're in a bear market, quote unquote, but this is also a build market and lots of people are doing very innovative things, perhaps in stealth, but sort of building behind the scenes. Um, and I think one thing that does remain very apparent is that there's a lot of education that needs to sort of happen. I think for brands and for corporations, there needs to be a lot more demystifying of what the technology really is and how it can be used across various use cases, specifically for their own businesses, but also really the jargon and terminology that surrounds the space has always been something that people can't get their heads wrapped around. Um, and I think, you know, that's one of the main things that we at Mad Global try to do is really demystify what this space 
is about. And we always sort of lead with three pillars that we try to incorporate into the projects uh, when we sort of take on board any strategic or advisory roles um, before we execute on any of the projects, starting off with education, of course, and then the other two being visual. So walking people through what augmented reality is through a first-hand experience, that's what I would just always relay back to. I was actually talking about that with someone today at lunch. He said he's been in VR for a number of years and just it's really hard to describe VR without actually giving somebody a headset and saying, OK, go and explore. That You know, trying to put across the, yeah, the potential of it or, you know, why that might be significant or what it feels like. And, you know, because lots of this stuff you can't really know until you go and experience it. We were also talking about the fact that apparently there's a difference statistically between men and women, how likely they are to experience motion sickness in VR. Apparently it's um, more women experience motion sickness in VR. And so that's sort of another barrier to overcome technologically of how we can improve the hardware of like, you know, how do we go and access this stuff? Yeah, super interesting what you're doing at Mad Global. Would you say there's like a main thing that you do there? At the core of our business model, we are a creative production services agency. That is what we've done over the last 15 years. The red thread that really connects the creative with the technology all the way through to production, because I think, you know, um, of course, the ideation and the strategic slash advisory part of what we do uh, to set the framework of any project is very important. But I think execution and how it's sort of seen all the way through to delivery across platform is equally as important. So that's what I would say. We're also, you know, now as we sort of go into uh, scaling the company and uh, reaching a lot more um, clients and having a bigger bandwidth of the services that we provide, we're also leaning quite heavily into providing services across the immersive and experiential space for Web3 events. So that's becoming quite quickly something that is going to cement as one of our other core offerings. I know you work with quite a lot of luxury clients. What would you say is key when it comes to bringing luxury brands into the sort of metaverse or, you know, using virtual reality, augmented reality? Are there things that brands should be bearing in mind? I think especially with luxury brands, um, it's important to stay authentically within the brand's codes, you know, who the brands are, you know, a lot of them, if they're, of course, coming from a more traditional um, and heritage uh, legacy sort of background, it's important to sort of understand the brand's goals um, and stay true to them, you know, because what somebody else does uh, is not always important or relevant for, for your customers or for, you know, wanting to go into the space. It's, it's more important to understand what your pain points are and how to translate that across various different touch points. Um, and of course, staying quite authentic. And, and I think storytelling is also very important. Yeah. And what kind of briefs are you typically getting? Are there kind of more metaverse specific briefs that you're hearing from brands at the moment? Um, I would say it's anything specific with metaverses in particular. I think the briefs uh, that we sort of get are across Web3 as a whole and how that could translate for their specific business. 
Oftentimes, the conversations that we're having are with clients that we've already worked with very closely in the past. So we tend to sort of have already an overview of where they are and where they want to be. Um, there's a lot of handholding that happens across that process as well. And a lot of discovery, I would say, you know, there's a lot of sandboxing of ideas and that ideation phase is very important uh, from the start. Most brands do not know what they want to do. They almost want to be told what they should be doing. That's always a good conversation starter. That discovery phase ends up becoming very important for us along the process. Are you able to tell me briefly about any kind of project that you've worked on recently? I'd love to hear like what's a sort of a typical project or something that you've put out recently that you're able to tell me about. So the project that just actually came out yesterday was something that I can talk about, but I, I can also give you a little bit of what you can expect from Mad Global without giving too much away because we're still in stealth for some of the projects launching. For the project that just launched yesterday, it was a project that I was brought on board for um, by David Cash of Cash Labs and uh, Vogue Singapore, as well as Bright Hall. Bright Hall is a marketplace uh, for luxury and fashion and culture, and they're also linked to, to Vogue Singapore. And I was brought on this project about six months ago. And they asked me to do, it was a curatorial project that they asked me to work and bring on board some of the more legacy and iconic fashion photographers to create this sort of forever fashionable NFT drop of one-of-one one NFTs that would also be linked to a physical print. And it was just a fantastic journey for me to be involved in that project. It was, it was you know, I've, I've always really enjoyed working closely with creative People, with people who are just, you know, visionaries and very artistically driven. And it was such an honor to be able to spend time with a lot of them and going through just, you know, so much of their personal work and their archives and spending hours in their studios, you know, talking about the process behind why they take the images in the way that they do and how different mediums have sort of affected not affected, but really sort of played an important part in that process of how they get to the final image. And being oftentimes on the other side of it or being a creative producer, I often have always found a tremendous joy in, you know, putting something together and then having a very tangible result at the end of it, you know, and that process has always given me so much joy. So that was the project and the way in which it was approached, again, was very organic. You know, it was really, it's of course started with a very big list of some of the world's biggest names. Um, and then we sort of went through that list. And of course, I'm working closely with a lot of them uh, that are not currently part of the project, but it was a really interesting discovery uh, and, and a lot of onboarding as well of, you know, really initiating a lot of these uh, visionaries into this world. Um, and I'm, and I'm continuing to work with a lot of them. So that's very interesting. And I think, I guess what it will lead to in addition to this project launching is also something 
to be discovered, uh, I should say, and soon to be announced. But that's what I can say about that. In terms of the other projects that we're working with, uh, we're working, for example, with a very big retailer on launching, curating and producing a full retail takeover of their entire flagship store and having something across three days, which would be a Web3 festival that would include art and fashion and augmented reality try-on and talks and fireside chats and panels and really a lot of immersive experiences. You know, and that's, of course, aimed at people, not necessarily only from the Web3 space, because this is another thing we really aim to sort of break down the barriers for. It's not about having conversations in silo. You have to let people in to experience what this feels like so they can actually become a part of it. So that's something very interesting. And that's, again, soon to be announced, but that's something you can expect from us in Q123. That sounds really fun. So back to you know your network of photographers and creatives. You, you recently ran that event picnic um, in London. So how did you secure legendary photographer Nick Knight? So Nick is also, of course, part of the NFT drop that I just mentioned, which launched um, uh, with Vogue Singapore and Bright Hall yesterday. It was part of their two-year anniversary. David Cash, who is a dear friend and a close collaborator of mine, also works closely with Nick Knight on his Web3 PR. Uh, Nick is launching next month his first NFT project. He had given one of those NFTs for the drop that launched yesterday, which actually has already been sold, uh, which is 8,888 NFTs that he's done in collaboration with um, Giselle. And when I was putting together the curation of talks, I really wanted to have one that was a sort of keynote or a headline speaker um, in conversation with. I've had a very long conversa- uh, long-standing relationship as well with Condé Nast um, and Kira, who's the head of innovation at Condé Nast International, is someone that I've been in touch with, of course, over the last few years. And it just seemed to be the piece de resistance, really, to kind of close out that um, day of, of very interesting talks and panels. So I would say, yeah, that's how it happened. And I was so, I was really humbled that he, you know, chose to chose to use the event um, and agreed really to showcase his NFTs as a worldwide exclusive on the screens that we had for the first time ever. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's a really fantastic, very inclusive creative and an absolute visionary. So it was a very humbling experience for me to have had him part of that event. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed hearing from him about his creative process. It really did feel like hearing directly from an artist. Uh, you know, super interesting to hear what he'd worked on. And he also kind of suggested there was a bit of maybe snobbery around, you know, using technologies that aren't part of the kind of core, like traditional photography and how it, you know, didn't always go over well. But I think it's really cool that he's sort of pursuing and experimenting with these things. I think I think also on, you know, of course, uh, he's been such a pioneer in that sense, even when he started Show Studio in the 90s. And he's always realized the importance of fashion being, or even the creative process being about a two-way dialogue about something that you put out there, but how important it is to also open it up 
for feedback and for conversation. And that's how you really sort of move things forward. Um, so in that sense, you know, he's always kind of pushed the boundaries. Um, and that's something that I tremendously respect him for. So speaking of innovation, is there anything at the moment that you're excited about in the Web3, Metaverse, etc. space? I'm definitely excited to see the new generation of hardware that's going to sort of connect us into these digital realities. I think there's things on the hardware side that need to catch up to um, people's ambitions and the projects that they want to sort of put out there. So I definitely sort of look forward to how that's going to also affect how we consume the, the content and, and the almost immersive media that's part of this new world. And I'm also really actually excited about immersive spaces, you know, whether that's retail or that's immersive experience spaces like we have here, of course, in London, like Outernet or W1 Curates, which really also tie back into that visual experience and experiencing these new digital realities and physical spaces is going to become a very pivotal and important part of how we take on board some of these new realities. I'm also excited to see what will become popular, what's going to win out. Lastly, where can people find you if they want to find out more? So I'm quite active on LinkedIn. I'm found under Ashmi Sangvi, which is my maiden name, S-A-N-G-H-V-I. My website is mad.global and my Instagram is mad.global. But I'm also very active on Twitter, so you can find me on Twitter as well. been the women of web3 podcast brought to you by women of web3 if you enjoyed today's show please give us a rating on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts so more people can find the show you can keep up to date with amazing jobs opportunities learning resources and connect with other women by following at women of web3 co on twitter instagram or linkedin that's at women of web3 co feel free to tweet us with any questions about the show and thank you for listening 